Hi, this is Cassie Frazier, host of Runway Role Models, and this is our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 17-year-old female Kaylee Malera. Kaylee went missing January 14th, 2011 from Braintree, Massachusetts. She is biracial, African-American, Caucasian, 5 feet 7 inches, 135 pounds, brown eyes, brown hair. She is an endangered runaway. Kaylee has a tattoo on her upper right arm. If you know of Kaylee's Malera's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Kaylee, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. It's sports from a kid's point of view. This is Behind the Line on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here is your host. To one topic, that being the MLB trade deadline. Now, you might be upset at the fact that we've been talking a lot of baseball in the past couple shows, but honestly, there's not much else to talk about. I mean, what else do you guys want to hear? This is not a rhetorical question. We'd like to know what sports you want us to talk about. We want to know your opinions about everything. Keep it show appropriate. Email us at VoiceAmericaKids with no spaces or no capitals at Yahoo.com. Tell us what you want, and we'll make it happen. Even if you do email us in at that at that email address, it's not going to matter. There still isn't a lot to talk about. Baseball is the only consistent sport in season. Think about it. There's no lockout. It's consistent. I mean, of course, there's some bankruptcy issues and you know with the Mets and the Dodgers, but it's a fun sport to watch. It's a very popular sport. Football is just starting up, and I guarantee you the next show we record will be a lot about football, but right now... We're going to talk about the MLB trade deadline for two segments, the MLB playoff picture, and the NFL preseason. So we will throw in some football, but, you know, there's no basketball, there's no hockey yet, and really college football and the NFL and baseball for a while is going to be the only sports we're going to talk about. But if you want to hear rugby, cricket, whatever, email us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Now, Let's talk the trade deadline. The trade deadline's very, uh, very easy for people to not care about. It's a pretty difficult thing. Now, really, we're going to talk about everything trade deadline. For me, I love the trade deadline. You know, I don't watch a lot of news, you know, Channel 4 news. I don't watch news a lot, but I'm sure news freaks love to see breaking stories. I love to see breaking stories with sports. Now, if you go on any sports channel that covers baseball during the trade deadline, it's really fun to watch because you see your favorite teams acquire and let go of players. So let's talk about how it happens though. In baseball, as you out there probably know, there are 25 and 40 man rosters. The 25 man roster is the major league roster. The 40 man roster is the roster that yeah, is expands down to the minor leagues. About 15 players from the minors could be on this roster. As low as Class A ball, as high as Triple A ball. Players on the 25-man roster are eligible to play in an official major league game throughout the season. The 40-man roster includes a 25-man roster, plus as many as 15 players who are on the team's 7 or 15-day DL, the paternity leave, the bereavement list, but it also expands to a minor league system. From the start of September through the end of the regular season, any player in the 40-man roster, also referred to as the expanded roster, is eligible to game. Many players make their debuts that way, and it's really fun to watch in September. But trades. trades may Teams may trade only players currently under contract, except those who've been drafted in the last year. From the end of the previous World Series, so last year, last year's World Series between the Rangers and the Giants, through July 31st, trades between two or more major league teams may occur at any time. 
but after the trade deadline, August trades merely be made after all the players in the trade clear waivers or are not on the 40-man roster. Players acquired after the July 31st are eligible for their postseason roster unless they replace an injured player, unlike the NFL, NHL, or NBA. Teams not may not trade draft choices, but may purchase the rights to Rule 5 picks, which is such a long subject we don't get into that. Now, if you're a major league player and you've had more than five or five different teams in five years, you can still be traded after the deadline. So, if you're a veteran, it's your sixth year or beyond, you can be traded any time during the year. That means from the World Series to the World Series, it does not matter. Any player under contract, now this is waivers, any player under contract may be placed on waivers at any time. After the deadline and through the end of the season, a team must place a player on waivers if that player is eligible to be traded, which means if they've been playing for five or more years or are not on the 40-man roster. The NL was the first of the two major leagues to adopt this rule in 1917, but we won't get into that. Now, and really, you know, in the earlier parts of the year of the season, you see a few trades, you know, this year, Mark Ellis was traded to the Rockies uh, at the beginning of the year. Scott Sizemore was traded to the A's from the Tigers. Not Grady, Scott Sizemore, a infielder. And that was really it. But this year at the trade deadline, there were a lot of trades. Now, usually the trade deadline, you see some guy you've never heard of get traded for a player to be named later. That player to be named later is any minor league player not on the 40-man roster. If they are on the 40-man roster, they are not under the subject player to be named later. They're under the subject of 40-man roster, so they get named when in the trade. Now, if you're a player to be named later, you could be any prospect, any minor league player, and uh, just off the top of the head, the most recent uh, trade for a player to be named later, a big trade, Dan Heron was traded for the D-backs to the Angels for two players to be named later. So, if you're a minor leaguer, you can be traded until the trade deadline, but it's it's a very sticky subject. It's extremely hard to know all the facts about everything. That's what we're here for. This year, though, there were a lot of trades, and when I say a lot of trades, I mean a lot of them, not just your your. You trade these guys. They make a team, and you see a lot of teams rebuilding or a lot of teams acquiring that one thing they need to make a run for the playoffs. The Phillies, for instance, had one of the best pitching rotations in MLB history, at least on paper before the season. They're doing pretty well now. They're a lot of games over 500. They lead the NL in wins, and I can say that safely because they will for the rest of the season. And they trail or they're ahead of the second-best team in baseball, the Braves, by eight-and-a-half games as, you know, that fluctuates a little bit, but it's been eight-and-a-half since July 31st, the trade deadline. Now, the Phillies acquired Hunter Pence, the outfielder from Houston. He's been playing a long time, about six years, and he is a huge acquisition for them. Now, you know, the Padres are rebuilding. So were the Astros. That's why they traded Pence. He's a big, big salary. But the Padres are also rebuilding. They traded Ryan Ludwig to the Pirates. And if you haven't been up on your current events with baseball, you would think, well, the Pirates are a team that should be rebuilding. Yes, but they definitely have a chance next year because they're really, really going to be good next year, especially with Ryan Ludwig. That's who the Padres traded away. Now, you see a lot of trades, you know, mid-deadline. But let's look at some of the trades that were, you know, near the deadline ended. The Cubs traded Kosuke Fukudome, their uh, Korean outfielder, to Cleveland, the Indians, for right-hand pitcher Carlton Smith and outfielder Abdu Abreu. Now, these two guys were not in the majors. They hadn't had any major league playing time, but they traded two players to be named later as we were talking about. The Dodgers... Uh, near the end of the deadline, traded Rafael for call to the to the Cardinals for cash consideration. So the Dodgers, a team that probably needs to be rebuilding, also uh, 
that is a, they traded away for Call. The Brewers acquired Jerry Hairston. Now, here's Jerry Hairston Jr. Here's a pretty interesting subject from Washington, the Nationals, for outfielder Eric Komatsu. Now, basically what they did was they traded players through waivers, and that happened a lot. But, you know, looking at the, you know, with the Orioles to July 30th, they acquired a first baseman, Aaron Baker, from the Pirates for Derek Lee. So Derek Lee's now a Pirate. Uh, so that's a big trade for Pittsburgh, I'm telling you. They're going to be very, very good. The D-backs acquired Jason Marquis uh, from the National. A lot of trades. Um, but really, there's a lot of trades going on. Uh, the Padres traded Mike Adams to Texas, one of their best bullpen guys for a left and right-handed pitcher. They traded Ryan Ludwig to Pittsburgh, as I said. For a player to be named later, cast considerations. They called up a few guys. The A's traded Brad Ziegler. One of their best bullpen guys to Arizona for Brandon Allen. Uh, the Astros traded Michael Bourne to Atlanta for Jordan Schaefer, very good young outfielder. Juan Abreu, Paul Clemens, and Brett Ober Oberholzer. Excuse me. Now, you might say, well, Michael Bourne is a catalyst. He's great. Why'd they do that? Who came out on top? I think the Astros did because his contract nearly up is Bourne. So the Braves really got uh, a catalyst for their playoff run that they're going to make because they're leading in the wild card by however so many games. But, you know, he he's a really good player. But Houston, who's rebuilding, got four prospects. You know, the Orioles also involved in a lot of stuff. Traded Koji Uihara to Texas for first baseman Chris Davis. Now, these are a lot of trades, as we said, We've been talking about this a lot. We'll talk about it more That's for on the during the second segment. Excuse me. This is the first segment here of Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin. We're going to step away for just a minute, but we'll be right back with segment number two, more trade deadline talk. After that is the MLB playoff picture, and following that, the final segment is the NFL preseason and our playoff picks for that. So stay tuned. we got a great show for you. We hope you've enjoyed segment one. We hope you enjoy the next three. And you can email us, as we said in the intro, your sports that you want to hear about, voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Once again, you're listening to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin here on the Voice America Kids Network. We're going to step away, but we'll be right back. So stay tuned right here. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support Surprise you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life, we'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids Channel for Behind the Line. 
Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. Action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. You're listening here on the Voice America Kids Network. We're in segment two of this show, and we just talked about the MLB trade deadline. As we said for the first time ever in our short show history, we will talk about the MLB trade deadline for a second segment coming up next after this segment is the MLB playoff picture. We'll talk about contending teams and what chances they have. And after that, we'll talk about the NFL preseason. Now, for those of you smart people out there, you're noticing, hey, we're talking about a lot of baseball. You're exactly correct. If you want to change that, we give you full, we give you a full opportunity to. So email us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. We'll then talk about your email on the air, talk about your opinions, and probably talk about the sport you want to hear us talk about. So don't be afraid to. We will definitely talk about it. It's guaranteed. If you email us, we'll make you a segment on this show. So we talked about the trade deadline. We're talking about it now. And I went over kind of boringly, but I still went over the rules and, you know, the rules and pages and directions of the trade deadline. And as we said, you could use waivers to trade people. And after uh, uh, July 31st, if you've been playing for more than five years, you can be traded. And for that's five years in the big leagues. So just looking at August 1st, the day after the trade deadline, the Nationals released uh, Matt Stairs unconditionally, meaning that, you know, he's not designated for assignment. He's not optioned. He can't play in the minors. He's released. Uh, the Padres called up a few people. The uh, Pirates baseman in his day for assignment. They released uh, the Phillies released right-hand pitcher Danny's Baez. Uh, he's very good. Uh, you know the Diamondbacks optioned a lot of people. The Indians purchased a few contracts. Looking at the next day, you know the Rangers designated Arthur Rhodes for assignment. Uh, and, you know, a lot of movement after the trading deadline, which isn't very odd, but it's it's really kind of difficult. When you're a baseball fan, baseball fan, you're not really thinking about the trade deadline or, you know, if a guy's going to be claimed off waivers. You're thinking your team needs to win. So right now, we're going to talk about trades that may have helped your team win. Trades that down not down, but forward into the future will help your teams win. We talked about that Astros trade. They trade they traded Michael Bourne, one of their catalysts, leads the league in stolen bases for the past couple years. They traded him. They traded him to the Braves. And that's a good pickup for the Braves, but they got four prospects. Four prospects for that. So, you know, if you're an Astros fan and you're thinking, what's going on? We traded away Pence, we traded away Bourne, that's two thirds of our outfield. Are they going to trade El Caballo next? You know, are we going to trade away the rest of our outfield, El Caballo being Carlos Lee? And it's not impossible. It's not, you know, improbable either. They're rebuilding. They're getting prospects for their star players. It's not like they didn't like Bourne and Pence, but they weren't winning with them. It's not that they're two very good players, all-stars. It's that they weren't winning with them. You know, you could say, well, in the past year, they've traded away Lance Berkman, Michael Bourne, and Hunter Pence. The three best... Andy Rodriguez, the fourth best player on the team, but the Rockies didn't accept him in time. But it's not even that. They got a lot of prospects in return, so they're rebuilding. Two, three years, the... Because when their minor league guys step up, you're seeing a lot of them in the show right now. Before September, they were calling up a lot of guys. When these guys step 
the Astros are going to be a good young team. You know, just like the Oakland A's in 2002, there's a movie being made about it, a book written about it. They had a lot of young guys, drafted a lot of guys that people thought they shouldn't have, traded away their good players just so they can get back some prospect no one's ever heard of from, you know, some weird city that you didn't even know had a baseball field. And they're calling them up, and they're doing well. And that's really, you know, how it, how it's working out in the past couple of years but for the for the Phillies that's a huge acquisition same for the Braves you know they acquired Michael Bourne and they're going to be good in the playoffs so are the Phillies because they acquired Hunter Pence they needed right hand at bat Sandy Alderson went out and he got one and that Sandy Alderson excuse me Sandy Alomar that is what makes them a good team that is what makes them a very very good World Series contender go to the West look at the Giants the Giants were a team last year that won the World Series Bruce Bochy, Brian Sabe, and the manager and GM both said they had a team of misfits. Yet, look at them. They won the World Series. They beat the favored Texas Rangers in six games with a catcher who won the Rookie of the Year, meaning he's very young, with a closer that has the longest beard in MLB history, You know, with a pitcher that is called the Freak, with a guy acquired from Florida that nobody had ever heard of, with Aubrey Huff, who played on a losing team his whole career, he, they all come to San Francisco and they win a World Series. Yet, two key parts of that team were lost this year, that being Edgar Renteria and Juan Uribe, the versatile infielders. Uribe to the Dodgers, Renteria to a few different teams, but the Reds at first. Uribe's out with an injury, is quietly doing decent a decent job out there in Cincinnati, but they're not doing so well this year. The Diamondbacks made a run. They said, we have a team of misfits this year, and we're not going to take what you were going to do what you did last year. We're going to win the World Series, being the underdog all the way through the playoffs with a team of misfits. Look at the D-backs. They have Ryan Roberts. You know, they have no superstar on that team, yet they're doing well. Anyway, the Giants said, we need an outfielder. Who can play the outfield? Not Brandon Belt, who played first base in old career, and they said, let's move you to right field. Or Aubrey Huff with the same thing, same situation. So they said, we need an outfielder. They went out. They got Carlos Beltran, the best bat, possibly the best player ever, you know, not ever, but the best player in this year's trade deadline. The best player to be traded from one team to another. It's arguable. But, you know, they, they went out. They got Jeff Kepinger. So these teams are making these big trades. They're also rebuilding. That's the trade deadline for you. We're about to end this segment. But just to summarize it all, the trade deadline is a confusing numbers game, just like baseball. But that's the trade deadline. The trade deadline is either rebuilding or acquiring players that can help you in the playoff run. So uh, stay tuned here on this show, Behind the Lines on the Voice American Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. Coming up next, more baseball, the MLB playoff picture. Following that is the NFL preseason and the NFL playoff picture, for that matter. But we're going to be talking a lot more about baseball, a lot more about football. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere else here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merck, and you're listening on. You're listening to Behind the Lines. Don't go away. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lines here in the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. We talked about the MLB trade deadline for a while. Two seconds. Thinking, man, I'm sick of baseball. I'm not. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more this time. Not about the boring statistics of trades and how old you have to be to be traded and waivers and minor league players and players being named other. We're not going to really talk about that. Right now we're going to talk about the interesting stuff, the MLB playoffs. That's what everyone lives for. You live and you die in October. That's what they say. If you're good, you win 105 games in the regular season, you can go into the playoffs, lose the first five-game series by you know in three games. That's, that's what could happen to you. The playoffs, it's not pure luck. But if you're winning one-run games, two-run games, you're not going to go far in the playoffs because they're high-scoring games. That's how it is. Players do well in the clutch, and that's what the playoffs is. It's a clutch a clutch opportunity for players to shine. Look at the Giants. The Giants, 2010 World Series champions. They came in there barely making the playoffs, won in the 162nd day not day, but game of the season. They won in the final game. And, you know, that's how good they were. They go in, they start doing really, really well. And you know what? Congrats to them. They won the World Series, but it's not going to happen again this year. If there's that off chance that they come back by the D-backs, by, from, they come back and beat the D-backs several games back, still a good amount of time, the improbable, not the impossible, but the improbable, they come back. They're not going to win the World Series again. As much as I love that story out there, I want them to two-peat, of course. But it, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. You got the Phillies. You have the Braves. I mean, what else do you need? You don't need much else. You have the D-backs out there in the West. They have no shot. They really do have no shot to win the World Series, and they're not going to. Who's going to? I say the Phillies are the Braves. And you might be saying, well, it's got to be the How could it be the Braves? You know, the Phillies, they have the best rotation ever. Yeah, but it's the playoffs. They beat the Reds last year, but the Braves are a better team than the Reds were. If they have to face off with the Braves in the NLCS, which I, that's my guess, that's probably what's going to happen, they might lose. No doubt the Phillies are getting to the NLCS. There's no doubt if they do play the Braves in the NLDS, it's going to be a tough fight. Of course it is. If they play the Braves in the NLDS, it's going to go four or five games. Nobody's going to sweep that series. I can guarantee you that. Out in the American League, it's a lot different because you have the Yankees, you have the Red Sox, you have the 
probably the Tigers. You know, we, we really don't know. But the Yankees and the Red Sox are that that wild card team. And then out in the West, you have the Rangers and the Angels. No one else is coming in. You know, the Rangers look like the team right now. They look like a team that could very quietly get to the ALCS, even the World Series again. It's not out of the question. They have to go through the Tigers, Justin Verlander and the Tigers. He's probably going to make two starts if the Tigers make the playoffs. And if they can beat Justin Verlander and win another game, I think the Rangers get past the Tigers if they do play. You know, the Yankees, the Red Sox are always difficult. But think about what happened last year. The Rangers beat them in six games, wasn't it? If it wasn't six games, it was four. They beat them, you know, improbably. Nobody thought they were going to do it, but they did it. And they got to the World Series. But this year, I think the Yankees are better. The only problem is they don't have a starting rotation. They really don't have a starting rotation. CC Sabathia, that's it. Bartolo Colon, perhaps. Ivan Ivan Nova, sure, but he's young. Phil Hughes, possibly. You know, it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult for the Yankees to make it far. The Red Sox look like a very a team filled with a lot of studs. Adrian Gonzalez, David Ortiz. These guys are doing really, really well. And it's possible, you know, that they could they could make it that far, the Red Sox. You know, everyone's saying Red Sox, Phillies, no doubt. Yeah, but the Yankees are winning the division. If they can't beat the Yankees down the stretch, can they beat the Rangers? Can they beat the Tigers? You know, it's about four teams in that division. You want to get the, to the World Series, you have to worry about the other three teams in your division. Now, you're only going to play two of them, but you have to be worried about the third one because anything can happen. So, you know, that's what I think about the the playoffs. What I think it's going to be, uh, I think the in the NLCS, it's either going to be the Braves or the Phillies. Now, um, let's talk about the American League. Let's stay with that subject. But really, I mean, who is it going to be? In the American League, I really do think that it's going to be the you know either the Red Sox I don't want to say the Rangers because who knows with the Rangers they could lose out they the Angels can win the division and if that's true I don't think the Angels are strong enough to make it you saw what happened to Jared Weaver he's gonna have to pitch on three days rest he's the ace and really what's gonna happen to him you know if if the Angels win it it's not gonna be the the AL West make representing the division in the World Series now Let's move to the NL. We haven't talked about the Brewers. Love the Brewers. I think they're the third best team going in. Of course, the Diamondbacks being the worst. But that's it. Those four teams, the Phillies, Braves, D-backs, and Brewers, if nothing goes wrong, they're making the playoffs. But really, I mean, I love the Brewers. I love Ryan Braun. Love Prince Fielder. These are great players. I'm going to make this final pick, despite what I've said this segment. I'm going to make that pick. I say it's I say it's Brewers or Phillies in the World Series. And in the American League, I say it's Yankees, not Yankees, excuse me, Red Sox or the Tigers. Despite what I've said, I know I've talked, but I've, you know, I've just been talking and made that decision. It's either Tigers, Bo Sox in the World Series representing the American League or it is the uh, the Brewers or the Phillies. Now, it might turn out that these two teams play each other in the NLDS. Um, but if everything goes right, everything goes to plan, I do think it is the Brewers and the Phillies who go, you know, who make it to the World Series, either team or the Red Sox or the Tigers. Now, we do have another show. We will throw in another show before the playoffs start. Don't worry about that. So we'll get more information on, you know, which teams are guaranteed when the magic numbers are hit, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to represent their divisions. We're going to give you all that information in the next show we record. Uh, not dating this too much, but we will have another show before the playoffs start. And it's really important, you know, that we give you the correct information. But I like the Brewers. I like the Phillies. I like the Red Sox, and I like the Tigers. 
I'm a baseball fan. I want to see a good World Series. Last year, I did enjoy the World Series. You have a team of misfits and a team of people that you haven't really heard of. Elvis Andrews, who's he? Well, last year he was one of the best shortstops in the American League. Neftali Feliz, who's he? Oh, he's the rookie of the year. You know, same with the Giants. You know who Tim Lincecum is? Brian Wilson made himself famous with that beard. Aubrey Huff with the the crazy things he did to get a rally going for the Giants. Who are these guys? And last year, I really do think that it was a a very good World Series. But I would like to see premier teams in it this year. I would like to see the Red Sox or the Tigers. I, I really do want to see them in the playoffs. Because I love Justin Verlander. He is a great player. And he's probably a Cy Young Award winner. He probably is a Cy Young Award winner. Maybe the MVP. But I team in the playoffs. Just see how he does. I'd love to see Prince Fielder and Ryan Braun. Prince Fielder never won a World Series. I don't even think he's been to the playoffs in his career. And he is he's probably gonna he might be in the World Series. I do like that. I, I like the fact that there's so many superstars and so many unknown players that can find themselves this year in the playoffs. But I'm hoping for a premier World Series. The Rangers and the Giants, the Giants hadn't been to a World Series or won a World Series since, you know, for 54 years until they did. The Rangers never even made the playoffs. You know, it's a great story, but you have to bring it down to the fact, do you want a good, you know, touching story or do you want an 11 to 10 game. You know, do you want to see offense or pitching? Do you want to see a, you know, a great story or a guy that got to the major leagues in his first professional season? That So, you know, it, you you can email us in that too. You can email us, "Hey, you know, Max, I want to see these two teams in it." You could say, "Hey, I think this team's going to make a a run at the division. They're going to come back by a certain amount of games and they're going to win." It. You know, you're an Angels fan, email us in, say, hey, Jared Weaver just had a fluke game on three days rest. Irvin Santana did well. I think they beat the Rangers. They're going to do well. Tell me that. Prove me wrong. Email us in at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. You know, you could you could tell us anything, keep it show appropriate. We will talk about you. I guarantee it. But it comes down to the fact that I like the teams going into the playoffs. I really, really do. But last year I did also. But who do I want to see in the World Series? And I already stated that. And email us in, though. Really, we want you to email us in voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Uh, I'd like to see a premier, premier teams in the World Series, that being the Brewers or the Red Sox or the Phillies or the Tigers. But uh, you're listening to Behind the Lines here on the Voice American Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. Stay tuned for our fourth and final segment of the show. Uh, we'll talk about the NFL preseason, the, po- the NFL postseason of this year. Yes, we haven't had a regular week of the NFL season, and we're already talking playoffs, but we are. So email us in about the first three segments. You can email us in about the next segment if you want. We'll talk about you on the next show. Anyway, you're listening to Behind the Lines here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin. Stay tuned for our fourth and final segment. Don't go away here on the Voice America Kids Network. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. 
Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Behind the Lines here in the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Max Merkin, and you're listening to segment number four here of Behind the Lines. We've talked about the MLB a lot, and for those of you tired of it, you want to hear something else, we'll talk about the NFL. Finally, we'll talk about the NFL. Next show, we're definitely going to incorporate less baseball more NFL, but it is the MLB playoffs and the NFL season just starting, so you can get where we were coming from with that. But we are talking about the NFL now. We're going to take a look at the preseason just because it's really the only stats we have, unless we're talking about last season, and that's in the past. So looking at the NFC, yep, well, looking at the NFC East, Washington, Philadelphia, Dallas, Giants. Any news with those four teams? Yes. Donovan McNabb, Albert Hainsworth, they're gone from Washington. Michael Vick signed a six-year contract with Philadelphia. They also got a premier cornerback, a few other different players. Dallas, Tony Romo's coming back, and the Giants have a few players return. Uh, a lot of their players returning, no huge acquisitions. But looking at the stats there, the, the Redskins... And the Eagles both went 3-1 and one of the preseason, their win percentage, of course, being 750. The Both teams were 2-0 and oh at home and 1-1 one and one on the road, if you're good at math. The Cowboys and Giants both went 2-2, two and two, and so they were 1-1 one and one in each, the home and the road. But there's another stat that people miss when you're looking at the preseason. Teams don't play that are coached. Sorry. Teams don't play their starters until the last game, or even the third game. So you have to look at the last two games. How did each team do? Well, the Redskins won their lo- won their last game, their last preseason game, and they 
lost a game before that, and the Eagles won the last two. So even if you're saying, well, it could be a fluke, the Eagles might not be doing so well, yeah, but they won the games that mattered, the last two of their starters played. So you got to figure that the Eagles are doing okay. The Giants, you know, same thing. They won the last game, but they lost the third. And the Cowboys won the third and lost the last. Uh, but, you know, the real surprising thing for me in the NFC is in the North. Look at Detroit. Detroit went 4-0. A winning percentage of 1,000, 2-0 at home, 2-0 on the road, as you could have figured. Um, but they won all four games. That is hugely surprising because they won two games last year. They had four different quarterbacks. But Matthew Stafford and Dominic and Sue are looking to make a push into the playoffs. Personally, I don't think it's their year. Why should it be their year? They went 4-0 in the preseason. Big deal. Yeah, I think they're going to put a dent in that division. But they got this, the returning Super Bowl champion. That's Green Bay. Winning percentage of 750. They went 3-1. and They won the last three games. The first game, the starters played one quarter. So you can really say that they should have gone 4-0 if... Mike McCarthy really, really said, you know, I want to play my starters, but they didn't. Minnesota with Donovan McNabb, but without Sidney Rice, no Tavares Jackson as their backup, went 500. They lost a third, won the fourth, so it's not all bad for the Vikes. Uh, but then the Bears went 2-2. Two and two. The Bears won that division last year. Green Bay was a wildcard team that won the Super Bowl pretty easily. Minnesota went 1-1, one and one, as, you fi- as you can Figure uh, at home and on the road. Green Bay went one and one on the road, but two and zero at home. Chicago went two and zero at home and zero and two on the road. Now you could look at that. You could say, well, it's a preseason. It's a fluke. You could say that for any stat I'm reading off to you. But Chicago went zero and two on the road last year. They weren't a very notorious road team. If the the Bears are going into Lambeau Field, the Packers uh, visiting the Packers, the Packers aren't shaking because the Bears are such a good road team. They're not. And, you know, if they're bad on the road this year, that could affect their playoff chances. Now, the NFC South was really disappointing for me because the NFC West, there were two, there were three 500 teams. But you never expect anything out of that division. Who won it last year? Seattle with seven wins? I mean, that. The Super Bowl champions of 2009, 2010, whichever one you want to say. They had the Buccaneers, who almost made a playoff run, the Panthers, who drafted Cam Newton, and the Falcons, who made the playoffs last year. The Saints went 2-2 two and two with a five, you know, 500 win percentage. They lost their last game. Tampa Bay, same thing. Carolina, with Cam Newton, did not do well. In his first game, he went 6-for-19, you know, which is less than a 333 you know, catch, uh, which is less catch per pass rate, but they lost all three, their second, third, and fourth games. They lost their last three games. So you can say the first one was lucky, and Atlanta just horrible. Matty Ice not doing well. He went, they went 0-2 at home, 0-2 on the road, lost all four of their games. Now, St. Louis, who expected the Rams to do well? I would love to say I did so I can get some credit for the fact that they went 4-0, but I did not think they were ever going to do well. I didn't think it at all, yet they went 4-0. They won their four games. Seattle, 2-2. Two and two. You know, they won their last game, and that's a trend in the NFC West. Seattle, San Francisco, Arizona, consistently 500. They all won their last game. So last year, seven-win team won the division. This year... You know, might be good for the NFC West because they're getting no recognition at all. Going to the going into the AFC, in the AFC East, Miami coming out on top of that, which is a little weird. They went undefeated at home in just two games and lost one on the road. They won their last game, so that's good news for them. They had a 750 win percentage. New England, who everyone thought, oh my God, they're going to be amazing. They have Albert Hainsworth; he's going to do well. They signed Sean Ellis from the Jets. Rex Ryan was very annoyed with that. They had signed Chad Ochocinco, Tom Brady. They're going to be great. Went 500. Lost their last two games when their starters played. Didn't play some very great teams, so who knows? You know, the Jets, 
two and two five hundred. They didn't look very aggressive at all. It didn't look like Rex Ryan's team, but they were getting used to things. So give them a little slack. They lost their final game, but Rex Ryan only played his starters in the third game, so they won the game that mattered. The Buffalo signed Brad Smith from the Jets, very good Wildcat quarterback, and uh, C.J. Spiller from last year, but no good news for them. They went 1-3, losing their last game, winning their third, losing the first two. AFC North, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, two playoff teams were tied with a 3-1 record, equally you know, their stats are equal, both 2-0 and at home, both 1-1 one and one on the road. Both won their last three games, so you could say they're a, a fluke 3-1. and one. They should have gone 4-0. and And then, you know, looking at Cincinnati and Cleveland, they have the exact same stats, minus the win and loss streaks at the end. They both had a 250 win percentage, 1-1 one and one at home, 0-2 on the road. Cincinnati won their third, lost their fourth, and lost the previous, the first and second. Cleveland won their first, and then lost the next three. Cincinnati, because when you look at it, they don't have Carson Palmer. He was forced to retire. They don't have Chad Ochocinco. So they're not, I, I do not expect a lot of wins from them. I don't even expect, you know, around six wins. I don't think they're going to win that many. And Cleveland, Peyton Hillis, you know, on the cover of the new Madden game. They, you know, he's the new guy. He's the one who everyone loves. Last year scored nine touchdowns in five weeks. I mean, this guy was on fire. Colt McCoy, everyone expected a lot from him in his sophomore year. They won the first, lost their next three. That is not good. AFC South, Houston looked very, very good against the Jets, a playoff caliber team in their opener. They have pretty identical stats with Tennessee. Both went 3-1 and one with a 750 win percentage, 2-0 and oh at home, 1-1 one and one on the road. Houston lost their last, won their third, won the first three, and Tennessee lost their first one, or lost, won their first one, lost the second, and then won the next two. Indianapolis, one and three without Peyton Manning. If he goes down this season, they might be in a lot of trouble, but they did win their last game with him, so it might be okay for Indianapolis. You know, they're supposed to be the team to ever have the first home field Super Bowl. They're supposed to be the team to play in their own stadium this year. Who knows if it's going to happen? We'll talk about that more next show. But I don't know if I have so much faith this year with Indianapolis. Uh, Jacksonville, 1-3, uh, not looking good. 0-2 on the road. Lost one at home, won one at home. But lost the three and four games, the two most important ones. And then looking at the AFC West, it is pitiful. Kansas City and Oakland both going 0-4. This division, this division inside the AFC, they had the... Most 0-4 teams with two. Denver and San Diego both go 2-2. Two two. Uh, San Diego, oddly enough, went 0-2 at home, 2-0 on the road. The opposite for Denver. They both lost their last game. So you got a feel for the preseason. We didn't give our playoff picks. We'll wait for week one for that. That was my mistake. But we had a very filled show. We talked about the MLB trade deadline. We talked about the MLB playoff picture. We talked about the preseason. We hope you enjoyed this show. Here at Behind the Lines, I'm Max Merkin. Thank you for tuning into the Voice America Kids Network. Tune in for our next show. We'll talk more about the NFL, a lot more about the NFL, a little bit of baseball in there. But remember, email us in voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. We'll get your ideas and your thoughts in if you do email us. Thank you so much for listening. You guys stay good. Please tune in for our next show. I'm Max Merkin. For all of us here behind the lines on the Voice America Kids Network, we thank you for listening. That's the end of Regulation Play. Join us next week for another edition of Behind the Line, an insider's look at sports from a kid's point of view. We'll see you next week on Voice America Kids. of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.